What is up, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome back to your favorite, your trio of choice, the Hashira Half Hour. Um, I am joined today by my best buddy, Lars. I love the little <laughs> aliens from Toy Story. So uh, I am at my current place of employment. And so I needed a buddy with me today. So here he is. Pass it to Hannah. What's up, guys? Um, I feel like I am a new person because in case you're not watching this video, I have a new microphone. And it is the best quality microphone I've ever owned in my life. So I'm feeling a very good feeling right now. <laughs> We're feeling it for you, Hannah. What's up, guys? This is Emily. Excited to be here this week. Really looking forward to the weekend. I don't know about any of you, but a lot happened this week for me. I'm tired. I'm ready for a nap. So um, excited to talk about Demon Slayer and excited to enjoy the weekend afterwards, too. I agree. Honestly, I think we're all getting the Nezuko vibes of sleep for two years, then wake up and do some stuff. Are we right? <laughs> all right. So we are hopping into episode 11, the Suzumi Mansion. First off, I love this episode, especially because we drop right before the action starts, right? We see a lot of stuff go down, but I want to talk about one moment in particular. And I think it really speaks to Tanjiro again. Here I am. I, this is my soapbox now. And now I get to talk about how much I love Tondro. So Hannah, you can step back. But <laughs> we first see one of our characters, or I actually don't even think we know his name, but the guy who literally flies outside the house and is like, I made it outside. Am I going to live? How did that make you feel? Like, I feel like that's a moment that people don't talk about enough in Demon Slayer. It's so like small, but let's talk about it for a second. I mean, it doesn't bode very well for whatever's going to happen inside of the mission, right? It's like, um, there's this uncertainty at first because Tanjiro is just kind of taking it all in and ends in it too as well. Not taking it in as well as Tanjiro, but, um, you know, they stumble upon these kids that are kind of like cowering in the forest. They've disclosed to him that their brother is somewhere in that house. And then like moments after they share that information, a guy that is probably about their brother's age comes flying out of the window um, and is not doing so good. So, you know, I think what's going through Tanjiro's mind at that moment is like, is this, is this your brother? I really hope this isn't your brother. Um, and if it's not, how many people are in there? What's going on in this house? Um, something strange is afoot. So those are just my initial impressions. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, probably one of the more gory moments that we've seen outside of like Susumaru in the last arc, just kind of being destroyed by Muzan's uh, curse. But just like Tandro's reaction was very interesting in my opinion, because you could tell he was, he, he so regretted not getting there sooner. And, you know, he's thinking about the fact that him and Zenitsu were just kind of hanging out <laughs> on the road and, you know, wishing that he got there sooner. Um, I also kind of feel like that line where he says, if only I'd gone here sooner, was kind of a callback to Gyu in the first episode. Um, I instantly thought of that moment. And I kind of have to wonder if Tanjiro is thinking of that moment that, you know, I, actually, that might have been Gyu's thoughts, if I'm remembering correctly, but still kind of shows that they're kind of connected. Um, and really sets the tone for what this arc is going to be. I think it's it's coming up on being one of the more dramatic ones of the season. So a lot of exciting things that are about to happen. 
Definitely. And one thing I want to just kind of like surmise in this is like Tanjiro, of course, is our like empathetic boy. He understands everyone's pain and he walks in literally to see somebody yeeted out of a window and is already holding them to their death. Like, I think that's something that only Tanjiro could have done out of our characters we know so far and only has the heart to do because he has all that trauma behind him. So I really think that's an interesting way that we get to see this episode kind of play out. Now, I want to talk about uh, Tanjiro leaving Nezuko outside. We've seen a lot of their relationship be very close. And even in the previous episodes, we saw their commitment to each other. How does this moment in which Tanjiro decides to leave her outside kind of differ from the way he's tried to keep her close and protect her? Man, it was interesting. That was actually a moment that I kind of wrote down to because it was very different from what he usually does. And I think it just comes from his heart of wanting to protect everyone because he let her stay there in case those kids needed protection. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to bring Nezuko into this fight because I think it's too scary. So you two kids protect her. It was a if anything happens, like the person that's inside of this box will help you. Um, So I think it kind of is showing Tanjiro's growth and knowing that Nezuko is powerful and he doesn't have to just necessarily always protect her that maybe she can fend for herself. But also now he's thinking ahead and thinking, hey, she might be able to protect other people as well. And I think that's really important for his character arc. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot in this episode that is kind of unexpected. Um, I think that's kind of a fun theme that runs throughout it. And I would agree with Hannah. Tanjiro, I think, for one of the first times is empowering her to take charge on something a little bit more that carries a lot of immediate weight. So we know that it ends up not really working out um, and that the children end up coming into the mansion anyway, um, even though he's left Nezuko out there to guard them. And I think in a way he was kind of hoping that they would keep an eye on her as well and make sure that the box would stay safe because it is still broad daylight outside, too which is something that we have to keep in mind. Like how much would she be able to do? Not a hundred percent sure because as it stands right now, she's not able to obviously stand in the sunlight as a demon. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully we'll cut back to Nezuko pretty soon. I was thinking about that too. I was just like, maybe Tandro in his like moment of trying to grow and be like, all right, she can protect other people and I can go fight by myself. He literally forgot that she can't do anything in the sun because it is broad daylight but Tondra is also used to fighting demons in the dark like this is a kind of a new feeling of they're going inside a building where there's no sunlight so they can fight these demons in the middle of the day it's very new to them as well Tondra must have been excited he finally got like a day shift he got like a normal time he got home at like five for dinner (laughs) when do demon slayers sleep someone please tell me it's not during the day because they're traveling to their next mission during the day (laughs) We still haven't figured that out yet. If you have an answer or if you have a theory, drop it in the comments. DM us about it. Going forward, though, right? We also see at kind of a weird pace, Zenitsu's ability to grow. And again, I think this is the first time that we see Tanjiro kind of change someone else on his team's mind or maybe just like influence someone directly. It's when he passes that rice ball to Zenitsu and Zenitsu shares back. I think this just kind of speaks to his overall capacity of emotion, but I think it also kind of starts to show how Tanjiro is a leader in his own sense. How do you guys think 
this formation of his kind of new friend and kind of what they're embarking on is going to tell or is going to show what his leadership will look like down the road? Well, he stepped into the leader role pretty naturally. I mean, the moment with the food is really sweet, but even just like allowing this guy to tag along with him in the first place just kind of shows his compassionate nature, I think. Because let's be honest, Zenitsu is kind of a mess right now. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Relatable. Relatable. (laughs) But he is, you know, from the moment that we see him in a constant state of panic, not an ideal fighting partner um, in these kind of delicate circumstances when it comes to fighting the demons where a brief moment or like one very quick motion may make the difference between life and death. This might not be your first choice of a companion that you would bring along. And yet Tanjiro does bring him along anyway. He or maybe he doesn't bring him along, but he's okay with him tagging along um, in his shadow as they approach the mansion. So I'll be interested to see what kind of partnership, if any, they're able to have as we kind of go through this battle in the mansion. Um, But I think it just goes to show that Tanjiro is able to welcome a motley crew and um, rein them in, I think, a little bit, if not much yet. I mean, we see that meme face from Tanjiro. He clearly is, like, not impressed by Zenitsu when he first meets him. (laughs) but he still is like super willing to just have him come along and um you know called out to that moment with the food which i found really interesting (laughs) you know i'll always talk about my boy i'm just gonna preface with that but i love how tantro like offers him the food and then zenitsu's like oh are you gonna eat too and tantro's like no that's all i have and he's perfectly content just giving zenitsu his food and then when zenitsu's like okay you can have half Tandro acts like it's like the most wonderful thing that Zenitsu could do for him. He's just so like, oh, really? Like you're sharing with me, even though this is food that I shared with you. Um, It just like really goes to show his empathy and his kindness, because like I said, I think he didn't really, he wasn't impressed with Zenitsu (laughs) when he first met him, but he's willing to just kind of say, all right, like, come along with me. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. And because of the way he acted when they entered the mansion, Zenitsu was like, all right, fine, I'll go. And it got Zenitsu moving because otherwise he would have stayed out there. Honestly, I can relate. As a Zenitsu stan <clears throat> self-proclaims, um, I will say this, that when I the first time I started watching Demon Slayer, I thought he was very annoying um, until we see what he does later, which we won't talk about right now, but... I do think it's very interesting. And I think that it creates kind of a really good contrast of who these people are and their different backgrounds. And so with kind of Zenitsu being there and now kind of starting to join a team, we do see another face that comes in and they're wearing a boar hide and they aren't the most put together either. And very last line of the episode is Lord Inosuke is coming through. How do you guys feel about this come through? What a wild, wild guy. (laughs) When he was first introduced, I genuinely thought he was like a demon pretending to be uh, like someone with swords for a while before I realized that he was actually trying to slay the demon. Um, 
I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. I adore Inosuke and it kind of goes along with Zenitsu. Like I love both of them. Their their character development to come is really crazy. But I feel like Inosuke's uh, introduction is almost more wild than Zenitsu. Like Zenitsu was crazy and just like crying and, you know, being a womanizer kind of, you know, like, you know, Zenitsu. But Inosuke is just like literally this person with a boar head and he's just running through um what a wild welcome to a character because we haven't seen him at all because we didn't see him at final selection either we have no idea who this guy is yeah i agree i i think that i shared the same opinion the first time that i watched it i i thought that he was a demon too um and why wouldn't you maybe jump to that conclusion given that we're in the scary demon house and things are moving around and um you know like this like very strange costume design that they've got it's like what is going on with this guy but then i think the swords um were my first clue in that we were probably looking at another demon slayer that we hadn't seen quite yet although his his sword and his fighting style is very different than anybody else that we've seen so far too Mm -hmm. so looking forward to more of our wild boy i love him too near and dear to my heart um and what an entrance yeah, I think the best cook. Oh, I think the best kind of comparison here is he's a Red Bull in a China shop. You know, he really just goes for it and he quite literally does crash through every wall, tearing everything down. Um, honestly, I feel like I am a blend of Inosuke and Zenitsu. If you've seen me walk in person, I feel like I trip over things and or just knock things over as well. So honestly, relatable feelings here. <clears throat> With, of course, my favorite section of everything, right? Villains and demons. Let's talk about it. This demon's blood art is really cool. And I think contextually in the way a fight is set up, when you constantly have a changing location like that, where we see him hit the drum and the room moves, or the room just transports itself to a different section of the house, you definitely get a very eerie feeling because you don't know where you are anymore and you don't have a pattern what are your guys's thoughts about how tanjiro and our new friends will take on this demon it's gonna require a lot of quick thinking and quick movements because we're kind of dealing with like a house of escher right it's like the constant like falling forward backwards in and out like all over the place um it's it's going to require some quick fo- footwork, which I do think that he mastered a little bit more in this previous fight that we had with the twin demons. Um, obviously, he's also still injured, which he's already made note of. He's like, I can't protect you, Zenitsu. I still have like multiple broken ribs and like my leg is messed up. So he's already at a disadvantage in this fight, I think, um, given that he hasn't fully recovered. And on top of that, it is going to be very difficult to navigate. Um, it's going to require him, I think, to use probably his keen sense of smell um, to help battle the demon a little bit and just those quick movements because that's what he has, I think, that could stand a chance as a different sense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we didn't get to see a ton of what the demon is capable of in this episode. It kind of was an introduction to him, but I think this episode was... They did a really good job at having a lot of comedy and a lot of, like, creepiness there was a good mixture of both and it never felt weird um, because we had that introduction to Zenitsu and most of his moments were comedic, but then 
even just like the soundtrack is lending to this situation being more creepy than any of the ones we've done before. It's not as cut and dry. Um, and yeah, those Suzumi's drums, I should say, cause I'm terrible at pronouncing Japanese words. Um, we get a very brief moment with them, but we can tell that this is going to be some intense blood demon art for sure. And it's going to be the hardest and he's injured. Like it's already the hardest type of blood demon art we're dealing with. And he's injured. Like, come on, that's gonna be tough. And just looking at like this blood art that we're looking at, right. We've seen the Tamari now with their own sound design. And now we see the Suzumi with again, another sound design choice. And so I really think that that's kind of what makes Demon Slayer cool. And I don't know why, but I always love how sounds can kind of associate with feels. And so I feel like we've also kind of started to see, right, when Tondro uses his own forms, or hopefully when he uses his forms in the next episode's fight scenes, we get some more of that sound design. So you can see when these critical moments are coming, and then they just make when you're finally there, when you see a success that much more powerful as you move through an episode. Mm. kind of going into Zenitsu's character a little bit we see him talk with one of the children about how scared he is and how things kind of he thinks he's literally going to die first on scene so what do you guys think is going to motivate Zenitsu to move forward in this fight like he does get separated from Tanjiro on one of the beats of the drum and then he's lost it what is going to move him forward or what personally is going to challenge him to step up to the plate here? Absolutely nothing. He is literally trying to escape. (laughs) 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 My boy has no motivation to stay in fight whatsoever. Even when, uh, what is his name? What is the kid's name? I can't remember. Kazumi or something. Um, He's like telling him, how dare you? Like, aren't you? ashamed to be leaning on someone of younger age why would you run away after that happens and if she's still like all right let's get out of here (laughs) um so i think it's tough he doesn't have a whole lot of motivation yet but i think the motivation that he has is gonna come in the next episode i agree he's like he's like laying out like bleeding on the floor he's like harsh words very harsh words from a child I still don't want to do it. (laughs) No motivation. Absolutely none. I can relate. I do think that um, we'll probably get to see him. He's going to have to take some kind of action because ultimately it's going to come down to do or die. And even though he doesn't really want to do anything, I don't think that he wants to die either. So hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more. I do also see him sacrificing the child before himself at this point. So... (laughs) Oh, man. <clears throat> and honestly, though, I do think that's what's nice about Demon Slayer is that we kind of have these nice contrasts. Nonetheless, right, we have this contrast now of because we've seen Tanjiro as a Demon Slayer. We've seen Giyu as a Demon Slayer and we've seen a Rokudaki. All three of them have been very consistent, very powerful, very straightforward, but also very somewhat kind souls. And now we're starting to get to see these other people who use different types of forms than what we've seen. And also somewhat of their personality in kind of how they defer. How do you think that these different breathing styles kind of correlate to different personalities? Because you have Tanjiro, Orokodaki, and Giyu who are very strong and compassionate, but now you have Zenitsu who 
maybe we don't know his breathing style yet, but what do we think is coming from that? Yeah, we haven't necessarily seen the breathing styles yet of the new Demon Slayers, but I do think it is going to tie into their personalities directly. <clears throat> um, you know, so I think we can expect something uh, unexpected from Zenitsu, something that maybe is dormant and who knows what um, it might unleash when it comes down to it. We've seen Inosuke very briefly, and we know that there's clearly like this kind of animalistic vibe about him as well between like the boar head that he currently has on and just like the rugged quality of the swords that he's using. Um, so I imagine that it's going to tie into those two. Uh, you know, we've only had exposure so far to very few people, but I think we've seen that it it does tie into their personality traits and their surroundings too and the environment that they were trained in. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know because we watched the show before, but if I had to guess without knowing what his uh, breathing form is, I would say it has to be something loud. Oh my God, that's a, is that a read to me? Because I'm loud AF. <laughs> no, Zenitsu literally spends the entire episode screaming. <laughs> to be fair, oh, I mean, he's also pretty loud. So Yes, Brian is loud. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, people make fun of me a lot because they're like, Brian, quiet? What? Never no. heard of her. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zenitsu, like if, if I had to guess, like as far as breathing style goes, I I would say with breathing somewhat being similar to a, a character's personality, it would need to be something loud. All right. Well, I think it's about time for our favorite moments, unless someone else has anything they want to bring up about this episode. All right. Well, obviously, my favorite moment is um, when Zenitsu obviously is on screen, of course, but I actually want to take a point and really redirect it to our drum demon so far. And he gets very irritated. He's like, ah, oh, these people in my house, annoying. Oh, more people here, annoying, frustrated. And just like, we can tell that something's building within him. We don't know what it is yet, but he keeps beating the drum and he's like, there's more people here, Jesus. It's like, I invited too many people over right now. But I think it's just very cool because we get to see a very ominous form that I think a lot of demons are very show-offish. And this one seems a little bit more of an opposite. Like he doesn't want really or at least from what I get, he doesn't want to fight so far. He wants to just kind of like lay back in his mansion, eat some people every once in a while, and then, you know, move on with life. That's true. Um, My favorite moment, I, I want to call out actually the, the soundtrack. I, I mentioned it in episode one about how much I loved the soundtrack, and I feel like I haven't mentioned <clears throat> it a whole lot yet. Um, But... We get like Tantro's third-ish theme, I guess you could call it, um, when he first starts fighting. And it actually reoccurs less than a few of the other themes, but it's something that um, comes into play a lot in a certain season two arc where a certain person is bleeding. Um, and it's it's a part of the soundtrack that I just listen to over and over again, so... I have to kind of call out that as my favorite because soundtrack is 
very important to a TV show and movie. And I think Demon Slayer just absolutely slays. 100%. The Suzumi drum sound is so cool. I, I always love like those almost like percussive sounds. I've talked about that in previous episodes, but um, my favorite moment is probably like a slight combination. I feel like I'm going to talk about this more in the next episode, but we're about to see, and we've seen a little bit of some really cool animation with this demon in particular and like the quality of the movement. So I'm not going to get too deep into that. I'm sure that'll be my favorite thing next episode. Um, I think I have to call out the Tanjiro meme in this one. It's like, this is like the Tanjiro <clears throat> meme face that is in this which just like, just like looking at maybe we can like if we do the video we'll flash it on the screen here or something because it's so funny and it's just like it's so unexpected from him of all people because usually I think his patience and his threshold is like very high and he he like he doesn't have RBF like nothing like that he's just just like he's just done and we haven't seen that. And this is a guy who like literally moments later is like cradling somebody in his arms that's dying and like sending them off into the afterlife with his best possible wishes. And he still doesn't have the patience for Zenitsu either. So it's just so funny. I love it. For real, yeah. you have to be pretty, pretty intense to have Tanjiro making faces like that so early after meeting you. Like he was not impressed. <laughs> How do you think it feels to be me? <laughs> literally when i first came to my place of employment i definitely feel like i turned everyone's head just as zenitsu did and people were like who who the f is this and then i just kept being loud they were like hey he's not half bad (laughs) all right well i think that's all we got for today So you guys know how this works, right? We definitely want to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at Hashira Half Hour. We try and make jokes on there. Sometimes I don't always land. Don't come for me. Um, We talk about other animes as well. We are starting to branch off into other things. So let us know what you want to see content-wise. If you want us to start covering other animes, uh, I still haven't watched Attack on Titan. So maybe you can see that coming soon in a future uh, arc of our own. Well, we'll see. Right? But we hope that you enjoyed this week. And of course, we will definitely see you next week on the Shira Half Hour. Umai. Umai. My shout out Bye. for the new Umai and the new microphone. Woo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>